Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Metroplex. This is the Hump Day edition of Sean, RJ, and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station. Your home of the Cowboys and the World Series champion, Texas Rangers, Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and our Cowboys insider Bobby Belt to talk about the return of Lyle Collins to the Cowboys O-line. Your quarterback's best friend, essentially. If you're friends with the quarterback, that also helps. Uh, but Lyle Collins signed to the practice squad. It's very low risk. Not, I don't know how likely the reward is, but there is a high upside here of a guy who has been a good tackle in the NFL for several years now. And I think that Given the issues you had with Chuma Doga, the Cowboys felt like they had to go out and do something as a contingency plan. And they just, it, it does not sound like they want to move Tyler Smith outside to tackle if something happens to Tyron Smith. And so, because of that, uh, Lyle Collins is here on the practice squad. He'll have a few elevations so he doesn't cost a roster spot. Um, but ultimately, I, I don't think there's a big problem with this. This is a tackle move in mind. I know some people asked yesterday, mm. well, could he play guard? Could he play inside? Nope. They, they don't view him as a guard. It doesn't sound like. This is specifically to play tackle if they run into injuries. Jerry Jones yesterday with us would not dismiss Tyler Smith's chances of playing against the Commanders. And the latest big name that all the Tolos want in DFW is Dalvin Cook. You and Brian brought us. Watch the tape and say absolutely not. Washed. Much like uh, other New York Jet teammates of his, completely washed Mm. and not... Not really a legitimate football player to have on your team anymore. The the popular thing I saw yesterday though was either let's go get Dalvin Cook or do you th- do you think the Patriots might release Zeke at the end of the season so we can sign Zeke for the playoff run? That's what I was getting a lot of yesterday. Oh my goodness, I mean, yeah, I mean they might, and you know what would happen here with that? They'd probably want to bring him in. I mean, they they worked out Damian Wilson yesterday, former Cowboys linebacker. They're getting the band back together. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com text line. If you are interested in Dalvin Cook and if you care about LC making his backup tackle return to the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Stars in action last night. They ranked second in goals per game as Bunningham across, score! Birthday boy, Cole Caulfield. He lights the lap. It's 4-1 Montreal power play goal. The Canadians making their only trip to Dallas payoff, ending a three-game losing streak. They hang on. That was 4-1 on Montreal TV. They hang on to win 4-3. The Stars score just 11 seconds into the game, but then were blanked until late in the third period. After the first goal, Dallas just struggled, especially in the first, of putting something together. They came on late, scoring two quick goals in the third period. Almost tied the game at four. Spits and Suds with the recap. Fresh episode is out wherever you get your favorite podcast. And, and the Stars have a big game tomorrow at the AAC as they take on the Colorado Avalanche, who they are fighting for the Central Division lead with. Yeah, I mean, look, it's they they spent basically the first half of the third period on the power play kill on the penalty kill, not on the power play, on the penalty kill, uh, and it finally got to them, and that was that was what it being the game winner. Because the Stars were able to score two more in the last, you know, 10 or so minutes. And, you know, Montreal's not bad. The 500 team, but not a team the Stars should lose to. All right. We've been talking about the Cowboys and the Commanders. Philadelphia's downfall. But RJ Choppy here with the Hump Day edition hey. of NFL overreactions or not around the rest of the league. All right. Here we go. Started off a couple of Ravens ones right off the bat. First, the Ravens are what we think the 49ers are. Oh, that's interesting because to me, my mind immediately asks, so is San Francisco not who I think they are? Here's the thing that impressed me the most about Baltimore. Like, San Francisco has been Debo. And they never had it into their mind that they could get their ass 
beat, like physically beat up. And the Baltimore Ravens were Craig yep. at the end of the movie. And it's like, whoa, will this have a domino effect like when Tyson lost? To Buster Douglas. People are like, he, <clears throat> he's not invincible. He can be had. He's not a man. He's a machine. He's not a machine. He's a man. He bleeds. <laughs> yeah, that he bleeds. And the Baltimore Ravens, and this is what I grew up around with those Ray Lewis teams, speaking of bleeding, um, the Baltimore Ravens said, no, we're actually the bad boys on the block, and we're going to beat your ass. And that's what happened in that game. They beat San mm. Francisco up. Wow. Uh, overreaction based on the language you used. Because like, like Sean says there, when it's what we think San Francisco is, I know what San Francisco is. And San, Francisco's, San Francisco and Baltimore are the two best teams in the NFL. And, and I think Baltimore is, I, I think if you play 10 games between those two on a neutral field, it's a 5-5 split. I, I think those two are, are clearly the best, most physical teams in football. Daniel Jeremiah pointed out yesterday, I know I sent it over to you guys, that it was interesting that he said in a league that's really, he said the thing that stands out to me about them is, in a league Cover that's, your ears, that's devalued the off-ball linebacker, this is two teams that have really invested in making sure they have two really good ones. Um, yeah, they have. And they, look at our have. linebackers. You what? And look at our linebacking situation. Our safeties that are yeah. hybrids and whatever else. Um, yes, they are, you know, Ravens are first in defensive efficiency and the Niners are fourth. Uh, Cleveland's two. So how did you phrase the question? Uh, the, the, uh, Ravens are what we think the Niners are. So we think the Niners are the big, bad bullies on the block, but it's actually the Ravens that really they are. They both are. They both are. So whatever the answer is to that overreaction, yeah. they're, they're both the big, bad bullies. All right. Next one. Lamar, no doubt the MVP. That's not an overreaction at all. I mean, he's the, he's the MVP. Now I, I don't think in a normal year, if you've got a Mahomes like season where he's throwing for 48 touchdowns and eight interceptions yeah. or something like that. If there's an obvious candidate, I, I don't think that he's a slam dunk MVP. Dak is leading the NFL in, or in touchdowns right now with, what, 32, which is way off the pace of what we've typically seen. I just think that in in this current landscape, he's yeah. the obvious candidate. All right, so I have the odds, actually, from Bet Online. Well. Uh, Lamar is what? One to what to win it? One to five. Ten. Not even close. 25. One to a hundred. One to a hundred. <laughs> he was four to one on December nineteenth. He's now one to one hundred. Second, Dak. Yes. Josh, okay. Sixteen to one. Josh Allen next. Josh Allen fell off the mat last two weeks. Um, Sixteen to one for Dak. Brock Purdy is third. Then Josh Allen. Then McCaffrey. Then Mahomes. Then Tua and Tyreek. Yes, Lamar. Is gonna win it, but this is this is a really watered down MVP. If if Dak plays really well against Buffalo, let's say he plays the normal way he did against Miami, but if Dak plays really well against Buffalo and they win that game, and that's the only difference, is he the MVP right now, or is did Lam, what Lamar did on primetime against San Francisco win it for him? San Fran one kind of throws a wrench into everything because uh, Dallas is in line to win the division now, and that's been one of the big hangups we had in Dak's MVP candidacy. Was like, well, you got to win the division. Well, now they're going to. to. Yeah, they're going to. Uh, but you know, how many? T- he had five touchdowns against Miami. Lamar, mm-hmm. yeah, and a perfect pass after rating. San Fran. So yeah. Lamar would still be the leader, but not to this degree. One to one hundred—that's crazy. Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Okay, next one: the Browns can win the AFC. That's an overreaction. I—I I mean, they can win it in the sense of like, oh, any given Sunday, anybody can win, and, and you can have like a Giants miracle run. But it is—it uh, it is only exists in the possibility of well, anything's possible. In legitimate chances, they're not better than Baltimore. They're not better than Buffalo. They're not better than Miami. Overreaction. I'm going to say it's an overreaction, but... Screw you, Derek Holland. They are going to make the AFC Championship game. Whoa! They. It will be Cleveland at Buffalo. Cleveland at... Oh! At Buffalo. I love the, the AFC hot, Championship game. Love the hot take. Cleveland will beat Jacksonville, Houston, or Indy in the first round. And they will go to Baltimore, and they will beat the Ravens. Have we had? Oh a, my gosh! Because they've already beat the Ravens once this year. Have we had a similar story to Joe Flacco that someone has thrown out there at this age, coming back like this, three eleven, three seventy four, three sixty eight, and three oh nine? Somebody had and fallen asleep on the bench after yeah. throwing <laughs> three funny. touchdowns. That's funny. <laughs> Passes nap time. 
Yeah. <laughs> Joe's got sleep apnea. 100% chance. You don't just fall asleep like that without sleep apnea. And they don't, have, they, don't, they don't have Chubb either. No. Like Amari Cooper going crazy. But yes, overreaction, I'm not going to fully buy it. The only one that I can kind of think of, and he didn't make the same impact, so it's a little bit different, but when Charles Haley was called out of retirement to jump on with the Niners for the playoff run in 98, and then he came back and played the 99 season. But he, he didn't even have the same impact. There's nothing like this yeah. that I can remember. It's pretty this, this is pretty cool. It is it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's He's given new meaning to the term, flack around and find out. Oh, gosh. I never heard that. Lyle Collins is about to pull the Joe Flacco. There you that's go. what I think. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> uh, if the Steelers get to 10 wins, Mike Tomlin should win coach of the year. No. Overreaction. No, but you know the one that I I threw out to you last week, Chop, and Sean, the one that I've been throwing out recently is, man, Kevin O'Connell needs to be in the discussion because it's a miracle that team's in position for a playoff spot after losing their quarterback, playing without Justin Jefferson most of the season. Now they've lost TJ Hawkinson for the year. That what I, I do think that there's an argument for one of these around 500 coaches who have just done miracle work like O'Connell, Tomlin, D'Amico Ryan's like it's no, no. Who is it then? Uh, well, John Harbaugh is going to win. You say Mike McCarthy? Uh, Steichen. Steichen is great. Steichen, Steichen. You talk about all those mid teams. Shane Steichen's name I, is I, at the very top of the list. And you know you could you could throw the floor in there too. Sure, but man, I, I think D'Amico Ryan's ten done. wins with that team. Oh God. I mean, who Pittsburgh? Yeah, Green Bay has a worse team than them. Green Bay's Green Bay's eight and eight. Uh, I, I know, but I'm saying like he could be ten. He could want to be in ten and seven, and winning the final what three games with a backup quarterback, and then also having he threw uh, Trubisky out there this year. I'd give it to Todd Bowles over Tomlin. I would give it to, um, I'd give it to Steichen over Tomlin. But I would give it John to Demico Har- Ryan's right now because I thought I thought the Texans were going to win three games. And yeah. so they they've been absolutely yeah D'Amico. You know what? How many uh, touchdown passes do you think Kenny Pickett has over his last uh, seven starts? Four, two. Mike Tomlin <laughs> winning ten games with a quarterback who had two wins or two touchdowns over seven games. And yesterday, Kenny Pickett had to come out and deny the report that he refused to be Mason Rudolph's backup in Seattle. That's all reports out there. I feel like we're attacking, you know, my character and how I am as a person, not even getting into a player standpoint of it. Um, there was no talk of me being a backup quarterback this week in terms of being a two. Um, if I was healthy enough to play and the trainers and coaches felt like I would look good enough to play, I was going to start and play. Um, if they believed that I was not, which they believed I was not, I was not going to dress and suit up for the game. Um, so whoever reported that, I don't know where it started. Um, it's kind of crazy what people will write and put out there um, to try to, you know, prove their point or help their standpoint or their careers and, and what you guys do. Um, but, you know, disappointing to see that uh, without any proof or basis of it. So this week I'm now the two. They feel good four weeks out of the surgery uh, for me to dress and be the two. So I will be the two and do what I have to do to be ready to go for Baltimore. So if there's any other questions about that, um, I feel like I answered it pretty good there. Is there anything else? Is there any Baltimore questions that we get on the Baltimore? Who the hell is talking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that took over. It did. It did. That took over. Um, But man, if if whoever reported that, like that's that's way worse than getting a hey, this guy's signing here, or this guy's hurt. This is like you, you. This is somebody's character. What if it's true though? Well, if it's true, then it's true. But if it's not true, and Kenny Pickett saying it's not true, then like that is way worse. Than, than any misreporting on a signing or a trade. It's far worse than anything else because that is something that, no matter whether it's true or not, can, it's out there, and Pickett can never recover from that. These he can gen- never recover from that regardless if it's true or not. These Gen Z quarterbacks, man. These Gen Z quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett, they just refuse to play. The Expressway is coming up. Commercial-free for the next 40 minutes, RJ Believes that the Dallas Cowboys may be a Texas Rangers-type team of destiny, and the rest of the media is asking, are the Cowboys actually good or just lucky? You answer it next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Two balls, two strikes. Spores, kicks, and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. After 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise, the wait is over and the celebration has begun. Two reasons to play that. Number one. Josh Spores and Josh Smith and the World Series trophy will be in this building next Tuesday with you. All the Tolos are invited for the first hot stove show of the year starting at 6 o'clock here in the Odyssey Showroom, 4131 North Central Expressway. Get your picture taken with the trophy and all of us uh, from the lineups will be in the building at the same time. So we'll be uh, BSing and chopping it up downstairs. So that's the Hot Stove Show on Tuesday, Odyssey Showroom, live edition with the trophy and autographs with Josh Spores and Josh Smith. The second reason to play that is RJ Choppy is thinking that the Dallas Cowboys may finally be a team of destiny with the curse of Jimmy broken. Yes, the curse of Jimmy is broken. And perhaps, perhaps that this is a sign that things could be turning the corner. Here's what happened. This happened on first take. All right. This happened on first take where Stephen A. Smith and company were lamenting that things are just starting to get a little bit lucky. The Cowboys are starting to get the breaks. I mean, I'm just disgusted with what happened. Dallas with their lucky selves or what have you. But, I mean, it was appropriate because Jimmy Johnson was inducted into the yeah. ring of honor finally. Yeah. And maybe that's something that's going to contribute to this curse being lifted oh, where they'll finally karma, get to a conference. Good a, karma yeah. thing? I, it's the first time I wow. felt that the Dallas Cowboys got good karma coming their way in the last 28 years. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. Lucky them. But luck is definitely a significant part of the equation. I don't want to hear what anybody says. They're schedule, the teams they beat, and then this call when you lose the game and it's given to you, and now you end the season with a gimme, which is the Washington, not the not the Commodores with Lionel Richie, not the Commodores, the Washington Commanders, that's how you end your season? I mean, my lord, how, how lucky can you be? Please. So, got me thinking, you know, because they, they were asking, are they lucky or good? And I'm like, oh, maybe this thing's actually fine. Turn the corner here. So, just go back to the last few weeks. And how many things had to break right for the Cowboys to be in this position? They had to hit their worst stretch of the season, Buffalo-Miami, against AFC teams. 
which don't count towards any divisional tiebreakers. If they took those same two losses and put them against NFC teams, they're not in, they don't win. They don't win. They don't. They, they don't have the tiebreaker with Detroit. Well, they, they do. They would with, the, with Detroit because it, they head to head. But different with Philadelphia. It, it's like the third or fourth tiebreaker because it can be common opponents. But right. It's, it's it's down the list a little. So it's down the list. They also so they needed to lose AFC games on NFC. Then they needed the Eagles to lose games they were favored by five and a half, six and a half, and twelve and a half. <laughs> Great job, Vegas. They that was, also that was Seattle, Arizona, and who else? Uh, it was. Come on, Bobby. I know you got Philly's losses tattooed on your lower back. What is it? Uh, they lost San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle, and Arizona. Yeah, oh yeah, they were they were six and a half to San Fran. Favorite? No, uh, no. I'm sorry. It was uh, one of the. They game. beat oh. the Giants. They, they beat they the had Giants. That game. They beat the Giants. It was, it was, a, no, it was the, the Jets. Jets game. The Jets game. Six and a half. They were Jets. Right. Uh, they needed a crazy finish to their game with the Lions. A gift by the officials. And then for the Lions to fail and continue the two-point conversion attempt on uh, uh, from the seven-yard line and then continue it again from the three-and-a-half-yard line. And they also had to avoid overtime in case Campbell elected to kick, which the game could have ended in a tie. It could have ended in a loss. I mean, any number of things could have happened that would have impacted that. They also needed Detroit to miss out on three points earlier in the game by going for it from the five-yard line of fourth down, instead of kicking the field goal, which if they did, they would have won the game. It's all shaping up. Now they're the two seed. Now they avoid San Fran until the AFC NFC Championship game. They ain't losing at home. He's not going to lose a game at home. They're in. They're in the a- Mike McCarthy's job is safe. They He's are safe. what? Safe? They're no. in the NFC Championship. Woo! Their job is safe. They don't have to worry about it. I mean, they're not going to lose to Green Bay at home. I mean, that's a... <laughs> Could you imagine if they did? The curse oh, of my God. <laughs> and that ends McCarthy? That would, oh, that would Packers? End. That would end it. But, like... His you know, former team? If you go oh. look, like, you you need to get favorable breaks. scheduling breaks in the postseason. Yeah. You know, you need to get a the, the a, 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 NFC South or the AFC South winner versus the, you know, Miami you know, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to get, if you're, if you're the. So the Rangers if, run. Rangers run. You know, you go up against, you, you you miss out on Houston until the until the ALCS. Instead of having to play them in a five-game series. No Dodgers. Play them in a three. No Phillies. No Dodgers. No Phillies. No Braves. But they had, I mean, they had a tough run early on. They did not get breaks with Baltimore and Baltimore, Tampa, Tampa. And then Houston. Yeah, but, you know, you're facing. A Tampa team that you know doesn't necessarily ever win in the postseason, and Baltimore, who had never been there either, just like you, but they were even younger because at least you had Seager, who had been in that position. At least you had Avaldi and Montgomery, who had been in the postseason. Baltimore was, I was a whole team full of guys who had never been there, ever been there, and and Detroit is that team. Now Goff's been there, but I mean, who else of that team has ever sniffed the playoff? Not without McVay in his ear, he hasn't. Yeah, sure, I know, and he's actually better now. Without uh, that little twerp in his ear. Um, so the question is, uh, Cowboy has been more lucky than good at 877-881-1053. Tolo Trey. Stephen A. didn't mention luck one time when the Eagles won versus Kansas City with the Chiefs wideouts dropping everything or Buffalo miscommunication or the Eagles finishing the season with the Giants twice in Arizona. Emoji question. Uh, so that's Tolo Trey. Roberto, what do you say to this? I think that the Cowboys are 11 and 5, and they should be exactly 11 and 5. Like, I think there's actually yeah. such little luck with the Cowboys in either direction. Like, oh, they've been real bad victims of bad luck, or they've gotten like really fortunate in this area. They are exactly like, like, I think if you look at the outcomes of the games, maybe you flip a loss here and say, that should have been a win. You should have beat that team. Or you flip this one and say, that shouldn't have been a victory. That should have been a loss. But either way, it comes out to 11 and 5. Like, I think the margins are so. I, I don't think there are these like really narrow margins that say, man, this team's just a couple bounces away from being 500 or this yeah. team's a couple bounces away from being undefeated. Like you talk about with Baltimore, Baltimore is a few bounces away yeah. from being 16 and zero right now. Yeah. Dallas is 11 and five. They're an 11 and five football team. So I, I, I think there's very little luck involved with them. Maybe the, you know, obviously the Arizona game, I mean, it could be a, you know, 13 and four team, but. I mean, I, I mean, they I deserve to lose against Arizona. They did. They did. But I think they pretty much are where they should be. They deserve to beat Philly. They deserve to lose to Detroit. Look, That's how I look at uh, it. Fair. 
they got lucky with the Lions game, and they got lucky that the Eagles lost to Arizona. That's it. Nothing within the Cowboys right. season has been lucky. Um, they've, they've. I, I totally agree. They are an eleven and five team. Uh, so you're going to get out of sixteen games another team having a surprise win or a surprise mm-hmm. loss. That's what took place with the Eagles in Arizona. Uh, the Seattle game was maybe a little bit lucky as well, although a lot of people had the Eagles losing that game because of the tornado of crap that they have been building up. So that's Stephen A. doing part of his bit. Uh, I'm so sick that they got lucky, blah, blah, blah. The Dallas Cowboys have not gotten lucky this year. They have dominated inferior opponents. That is part of, and, and that's, that's a sign of a good team. The question remains, are they a great team after they almost just lost three in a row against opponents that are 500 or better? And we can have this discussion again once we see exactly how the playoff schedule breaks. If they get Green Bay in round one, and then how would it be lining up for round two? Uh, It would be winner of um, Rams-Detroit. Oh, my God, yeah. So if we get that leading up to San Fran, Yes, that is some playoff schedule luck. That would be fantastic, but nothing oh, about the Cowboys. Well, I shouldn't say that. It would be Detroit if they win. It would be if probably Rams. Philly or Tampa if they if if the Rams win. Yeah, if Detroit wins, they get the Lions. If if the Rams if win, then wins, they get the, the Cowboys. Hang on a second. If the if Detroit wins, the Cowboys get the Lions. Yep. If the and Rams what? win, then the Rams would go play the 49ers and the Cowboys would get the winner of Philly Tampa. Okay. So we can have that discussion down the road, but nothing about eleven and five and their record has been lucky. Bring on Philly, bring on Philly in the second round. Bring on Tampa, <laughs> bring on Tampa. Keep Why Tampa's a better football team right now? Uh, speaking <laughs> of Lions fallout, anyone else in this room think of Mike McCarthy on Fridays while this clip was being played? This was Dan Campbell on ninety-seven-one in Detroit, a sports station ninety-seven-one. Not one who just conveniently talks about it when they need ratings and it benefits their narrative. This is Dan Campbell being asked and calling out these hosts when they asked him, you got any major regret going for two against the Cowboys? I told our offense, I think I, I said this before, and I, we're going for the win. And we're going to go down, we're going to score, and we're going for two. And and I wasn't coming off of that. So if it was like 10 or 15, like a holding penalty, you still would have gone for it. No, if we're getting outside the 10, no. Okay. We, That's we why I'm asking. Outside yeah, the yeah. 10 every week, good on good. <laughs> we do it every week. O versus D. Yeah, I, like when, when you got the penalty and move go it ahead, to go the. Go ahead and say it. Say it. Both of you. What? Say it. Say what you want to say. I think from the seven, it's a low percentage play. I think your chances of winning are lower than if you kick the extra point. No, I would have. I would like you would say it to anybody else. I'm on the radio. Say it like you want to say it. Yeah. I thought it was a reckless decision. Thank you. Okay, but you don't regret it. No. Man. <laughs> Man Campbell. Man Campbell. We'll play for him any day. Like, that's – got to be kidding me. That's amazing. That's great, man. That is a secure individual. That's a real individual. Uh, and just saying hey, – just tell me. Uh, just tell me. Now, a lot of times – we're going to see this now on the chart.com text line. Why don't you all just tell McCarthy the way that there's a couple ways to approach the interview. In my opinion, you can say your opinion in the question or just you're there to ask questions and that's it. Your job is to give your opinion to the interview subject. Jerry Jones, it's much more comfortable than Mike McCarthy being like, Jerry, I was doubting Jerry. We thought it was a crazy decision. What do you say about that? Jerry, we did not agree. Jerry, this was the narrative. And you can say that stuff, in my opinion, much more comfortably to Jerry than McCarthy on Fridays. But I got a lot of respect for Dan Campbell saying, just just go ahead and tell me. And he didn't fight back and challenge it back. He just said, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a dude who's secure. I understand it. I can take yeah. it. You're not going to change my mind. I still believe we made the right decision. But go ahead and just say what you want to say. I can take it. And, okay, we can agree to disagree. And and I think, like, mature. That it's mature, and I think it buys him, like, a, you know, a um, credibility with the fan base, with the team, with the media. Like, look, I mean, if you disagree, it's fine. Like, I, I disagree with what you're saying. But just tell me. Like, be honest with me. If you don't like it, tell me you don't like it. Uh, and then I love the fact that he's telling the fans, don't fall into this trap that you think the NFL is against us. Yep. 
He didn't say that in that clip. No, it was. It was. I, I looked for it. I, mean, I don't know. It was, he, he said it with media on Monday, where they had asked him, like, you know, does it feel like the NFL's against you a little bit? So, and he immediately like shut them down. He's like, don't do that. Stop it. Stop it. He's like, nope. Yeah. He said. He said, look, the reality is the NFL's against all thirty-two teams. Like, like they're here to penalize you, and they're they're here yeah. to to you know enforce rules. And he's like, I was in New Orleans when that pass interference no call happened in the NFC title game. So I know what that feels like. But no, you cannot live in that headspace where you think the NFL's against you, which would be nice to hear from the Cowboys because at times the Cowboys will tell you there's been quotes this year. I can't remember who said it. Somebody said, we're, we're the Cowboys. We're used to, to them being against us. Right. That, that's the thought process. There's the difference in the mentality. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text sign. But all this Jimmy Curse stuff and destiny, you are going to get at least 50% of the audience believing that a curse has definitely been listed. You were writing that over the weekend in of your course, email. Of course. And it's lunatics. over. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, you got you to gotta believe in curses. Derek Holland. Why, why, did the, uh, why did the Cubs curse end? They sacrificed because, that billy goat. No, because it was 108 years after, and there are 108 stitches of the baseball. Is that is that what they That's say? That's true. It's very true. Why did the Red Sox curse end? A-Rod. <laughs> what, the A-Rod left or when? That the Red Sox lost out on A-Rod. Yeah. Because the Rangers had traded him to, to the okay. Red Sox. All and right. the Major League Baseball's Players Union said, no, you cannot change your contract. Red Sox yeah. said no. And then they go there. So that cleansed them. It was like cleansed a sage. Them. Yeah, you 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 the A Rod Sage. Yeah, all you idiots with your Sage too. Like I watch these reality shows and these crystals. These, these these idiots, yeah, with their Spencer Pratt and their crystals and yep. the Sage. And I'm like, well, so when the negative thing happens to you in the next hour or in the next month, and you get your third thirteenth divorce, what happened to your Sage? Let me just bring it out again for you lunatics. Just wanting wanting to have hope, wanting to have belief. Mm, sounds like I need some Sage. I mean, you probably could use some. <laughs> there, there's no doubt. Is that about in the that. medicine ball, Sage? Is that in the medicine yeah, ball? Getting, uh, it's, thought, not. it's not. I thought you were going to bring me that this morning. I was driving in and I heard you say you were anti Starbucks, so I didn't pick it up. Yeah. Well, not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, final power rankings of the year coming up at eight o'clock. It's a hump day edition. Hump day. What? What? Uh, it's just going to be a bad power rankings review for Peyton back oh, there. Oh yeah. Yeah. He got torched. I, I just know of one that he really screwed up at number five. That's all I know. Let's chop it up. All right, here we go, fellas. Let's have a little fun today. Will you finally be watching the Olympic Games, Sean Sharif? God, you start with this. The Olympics? You got to start with sports, Sean. Oh, God. You got to start with sports. Okay. Uh. Snoop is joining NBC's coverage of the 2024 Olympic Summer Games. Will T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did this help you tune in at all what is he doing because he called he called a <laughs> all right don't look don't look don't look how old is snoop oh he's got to be he's, uh, 55 he, no he's uh 50 50 he's 52 i would I, I was about to, i was gonna guess older 1971 no yeah he him tupac snoop is six years older than choppy early, that's it oh, hang on i'm, I'm 44 oh wait eight <laughs> got a oh. 71 yeah that's that that makes sense mid 90s rap they were all like early mid 20s so it was their early 70s but this guy he work does not slow down for him. no it doesn't that's smokeless thing that was a genius commercial it was, it was very smart yeah very smart so he's going to be doing stuff for nbc 
Uh, he's not you know, be- if you told me that Snoop was calling like the the figure skating, I would tune in. Well, that's <laughs> that'd be great. I don't think that they would mess up the prestige no, of that. No, probably not. Now this is the Summer Olympics, so it's going to be obviously your track and field, your basketballs, your um, all the marathons and all that stuff, right? I, I mean, hey, look. Planet Earth, which is the old bit that Jimmy Kimmel used to have him do, where they'd play clips of Planet, the you know the Planet Earth documentary, and Snoop would just narrate over it, like his reaction to the animals. That was a hilarious. That was bit. funny. If he's allowed to do that during the Olympics, that'd be great. I'd love it. But yeah. I would give him his own, you know, NBC subsidiary channel, like you know, NBC, you know, something on cable where he could maybe curse. Or whatever. They'll maybe not put him on. Give him a McAfee broadcast. Over the network TV. But, yeah, give him a McAfee-type broadcast where it's like a Mystery Science Theater 3000. When do these start? Uh, when we're in Oxnard. Uh, it'd be late July into August. Okay. So I it, think we'll have to do another uh, RJ Olympic update. Bobby, oh. this will be your first time experiencing this. Can't wait. Yeah. Now, I, 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 I could do an Olympic update on the Winter Games without even going to the Internet. Yeah. Uh, I love figure skating. I love the biathlon. Big, big Torvalindeen guy, are you? Yes, uh, but uh, summer games. I'll do some actual research on this. Oh, one. okay, never. Mind. But I'll, I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be, I'll be able to do this. So there's Snoop. Maybe, maybe this will make you watch a little bit more. Maybe you won't. Snoop more uh, than the Peyton Manning bread commercials for this, like where there is a big subway piece mm. of bread or something, or is he a croissant? Uh, no, it's a baguette. A baguette. A baguette with the blimp. I think that's been for the Olympics. Yeah, it has been. Why do women, why do men date younger women? This is on social media. This is on the Twitters. And this girl has Twitter up in arms over her explanation to the real reason why men date younger women. And she could not be more wrong. The real reason why men date younger women is not because of their physical appearance, their bodies. No, because today with plastic surgery and everything else, you barely know who is 40 and who is 18. Guys date younger women because they're easily manipulated. They're going to be very happy with a few crumbs because maybe they didn't experience much in the world. They're going to be just easily impressed. And it's way cheaper to date a younger girl. Oh. Cheaper. Ooh. Are you aware of society, ma'am? Listen, you men- tell you tell us about this. Okay. Now, Sarah's ten years younger than me. All right. Men don't date younger women because she's thirty four. She's thirty four. Yeah. <laughs> men don't date young women. She's younger than Krista because they're cheaper. Is she? Mm-hmm. She's thirty two. But I have my ages mixed up here in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm forty four. She's thirty four. Men don't date younger women because they're cheaper, or we can manipulate them. We date younger women because women like older men. And men date what they can. And women date what they want. And that's not the same thing. We don't date younger women because we're just naturally attracted to them. Sometimes we are. We date them because we can date them. And women date older men because that's who women want to date because older men are on the same maturity level as the younger women. That's Uh. the theory I've always had is that generally, now now I'm going to say something that, may may ruffle some feathers but in the like early 20s age right like like in the 20s when when a lot yeah. of times people get married in their 20s or whatever else i do think that relationships match up because a 25 year old guy may have the similar maturity of a 21 year old woman whatever else yeah when you're teenagers girls are usually more mature than the guys yeah. and then as you get older i think it starts to reverse a little bit and then when you get to the 30s and 40s i think that generally Men become more rational, emotionally stable thinkers. What's your age difference over there? Uh, so technically, it's a full like two years, but a little over two years. And who's so, older? Uh, me. Okay. Now, before Mackenzie, we had tried to tell you to up the age, right? You're right. like, okay, maybe I'm willing to date 25 or something. You were, I don't want to say targeting, but you were. Uh, I was three years up, three years below. I think for my age, it was like 30 is the max, and then 24 was the minimum. Okay, and what did you find in the younger demographic? Obviously, nothing. But what did you find? In, <laughs> what did you find in their personalities and maturity? Well, some have kids, you know. So I found that. <laughs> but uh, God, Peyton, not a fan of Teen Mom. Wow. No, but I mean, like, like the ones that are like Farrah. Farrah. A, a year or so I in I have college. A Spencer Pratt reference. You talk yeah, it's what, it's what RJ and Bobby said. You know, the maturity level. It just seemed like we clicked more that way. You know, because girls my age, it's like they they just they've moved on. Because yeah, I mean, it's what RJ said. They want older older guys so like if i'm the same age as someone you know it doesn't really click that way so that's how me and mckenzie really clicked is out 
It's just, you know, her being, you know, younger than I am, but us sharing similarities. And who's more mature? Oh, me. Yeah, she, she's immature. She's so oh, she's Whoa! Yeah. yeah, she is. God, this kid's... All right, we're gonna be able to yeah. set Peyton up on a date again. Here, <laughs> no, she she'd agree. I tell her she because she she still acts immature. She's still in her college phase. Really? Yeah. More immature than you. Yeah. With, oh wow. All right, here are the reasons I wrote. We down. should ask Spittle if he agrees with that. That's right. <laughs> oh. Man, Spittle's. Te- I would love. We should make Spittle's text a segment. If he be if he be willing to do that, and he came in here once a week or once every two weeks, Spittle text. It'd be amazing. Because we here in the post show meetings, and it is it's it's gold. It really is. Here's the reason that men date younger women, in my opinion. Uh, ego. Yes, we want the young, hot, 21, 22. Not we. You all do. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm taking spoken for. Yes, look slash body. You know, come on. Let's stop being fake. Like, I know you can get plastic surgery and all that, but some people have, you know, they're 21, 22-year-old fetish. What's... What's, 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 I'm not going to say Her the Her parts are in the same place they were in college. Exactly. Thank you. Mm. Uh, Where's your parts? Well, money. She may think that you have some money. Uh, daddy issues. Um, and the easily manipulated. I don't know. I don't know about that. And then that they're cheaper. I don't know that they're cheaper They're not cheaper. Dates. Go on TikTok. I mean, all these girls are in Turks. In, yeah, uh, I, uh, Greece. I definitely, th- I, I, I totally agree with you. Remember when? Uh, what, what was the town in Arizona? That was just a thing for Scottsdale. All these, yeah, for all these up, up, uptown Slaters. Uh, I'm just Scottsdaling the week this weekend. Yes, we're Scottsdaling. Yeah. When you're older, you come to the agreements with your significant other. We're not getting each other birthday gifts. We're not getting each other Christmas gifts. We're saving money. We're getting ourselves trips. We're, we're well, going on trips for. Or right? not even that. Or yeah. not even that. Yeah, you yeah. save money. You're, you save you're planning money. for. Retirement, yes. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to me, it's like I, I think a big part of it is like you know, guys mature at a different age and all that stuff, or a different rate than women do. So there's that. Does dry January actually work? Let's ask your cardiologist in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, I got a. How's that been J- going? January 18th. Uh, it's fine. It's not, I, I drank over the over like a New Year's, uh, Christmas. Um, you know, any day that ends in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, because your liver doesn't count those. It doesn't. No, no, no. But like, you know, cowboy game, right? But now we're in January. The holidays are over, and now we're now we're we 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 are on the straight and narrow right now. You are. Uh, so, so she's gonna do it with you. I didn't say that. I, you said we are on the straight and narrow. Oh, me, we, oh. the royal we, oh, me, them. Uh, I, I, I is them. Me, I am on the. Uh, I, on, they, on the them. Sh- I am on the straight and narrow, but. How many Americans are participating in dry January? About 50% of Americans will, they say. Hang on. No way. Participating. I didn't even say finishing. <laughs> okay, I said participating. Started. Started. Uh, about 50% of U.S. adults uh, surveyed said they will take part in an entirely sober January during 2024. However, history shows about 16% of those will stick with it. So of the 200 million Americans, or however many 50% of drinking age Americans is, so let's just say 150 million, only half, not only 16% will actually make it through. Actually make it through the entire month of January. But it is a huge thing. The amount of people that do this, the younger crowd, uh, they are leading the charge. Gen Z is shooting down shots in staggering numbers where they have already canceled Happy hour. And going out for drinks as a first date is totally poo-pooed. It's your, it's your people, Peyton. It's Wait, people. happy hour and going out for drinks on the first date is poo-pooed? Yes, happy hour has been canceled by Gen Z. Why? This is one of those oh. things. Uh, they just they, they think it's cliche. They, and, and also, like, after, after work drinks, they're like, well, we don't want to hang out with our work friends because, you know, I don't want to talk about work when I'm outside of work. So oh, it's like gosh. the yeah. work-life balance. They want thing. you to be so creative nowadays. Like, Your generation, like you honestly, man. I, I, I'm, all from the same I'm, generation. Not I'm not Gen Z. Y'all yeah. are the same generation, according to We're these. the same, uh, Sean. I don't care. The people who define it are stupid, too. But <laughs> your, your, age, your, your age group and younger, uh, with the exception of some, some, some Tolos. And I'm trying not to be old man on the lawn, where every generation says this about the younger one. You, you. Y'all really do suck. <laughs> you really do. I mean, the entitlement, the brattiness, 
the laziness. It's 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 you, sickening. You know what? But my father would say that about our generation and everyone else. Oh, every, every generation everyone. has said that about. We all walked a newspaper on ab- our feet. Absolutely, we all walked uphill to school yep. in the snow, yep. both directions, yep. home and home and two. Yep. Not me. I was homeschooled. It's it, for yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have you told your therapist that yet? Yeah. Yeah, it actually did come up yesterday. Okay. But. You know, when we have a four-day work week, we have Gen Z to thank. The moment that happens, the moment it's four days. We, yeah. we've well, got, they're too lazy to get in and acted. Like, right, absolutely. You, you know, time. Blake, when I was uh, hosting with the fan phenom, Blake, on Monday, he had said uh, he's 24. He's he's really young. I felt completely disconnected. That's the oldest I felt. He referred to mid-30s when talking about New Year's Eve as middle age. He's like, well, I think that's kind of a middle age <laughs> thing, like, for, like guys in their mid-30s. Good. I'm like... What? Good. Now you That's can middle feel. age now. I mean, listen, my first midlife crisis. I was your age. <laughs> yeah. What was it? What was it? Yeah. I became a snowboarder and I got an. I got like a sports car and a guitar and a guitar. Is and that a, where you and, got and, those? And a bass is that where you got those? Uh, <laughs> and yeah. Those champagne goggles. Did yeah. you get two guitars? Yeah, I got a regular. I got an acoustic and a bass guitar. I don't really? know how to play either one of them. Okay. Never touched them. Chopping it up. Hump Day Edition. Hump day. During the Expressway commercial free every Wednesday. Uh, real quick on this dry January, 71% report better sleep, 67% more energy, 58% weight loss, 54% better skin. All those things. Yeah. From simply a month of not drinking. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you want big butts for men? <laughs> A bride charging admission to her wedding, or do you want to go shoegate with the nose? Or do you want to save that? Um, let's save that. Butts or bride? Uh, let's go bride. Okay. How close do you have to be for, to the person to pay to go to their wedding? This bride is charging $65 for guests to attend her wedding. Sounds like a Wolchuk move. Sounds definitely like a Wolchuk move. <laughs> Now, more so if you actually plan to eat. The 65 is just a get-in-the-door fee. If you plan to eat, it's going to be in excess of $100 per person to go to this person's wedding. Would you even attend a family, your sibling's wedding, if they try to charge you $100 to go there and eat? I barely attended my brother's wedding. Yeah. so We saw the way you dressed. Yeah. Man. We had a falling out anyway after that. Did you? What happened? Long story. <laughs> was the fact you, that you, know the, jeans. you know the story. Oh, is this the, about over the dancing? Yeah, this is over all that. All right, so. that was your fault. Uh, <laughs> you didn't instruct them enough. So this is an interesting question. The easy, quick answer is no, but you got to be realistic about it. Let's just say that your sibling is really struggling, uh, hurting financially, and was like, look, I don't want to do this. I, I, I know it's a terrible look, but I can't afford this, but I do want my friends and family around. So I need to charge fifty bucks. I need to charge you fifty bucks. It's a hundred a plate, um, you know, but fifty bucks. And it's your sibling. What would you really do? Would, would, would enough people in your circle feel bad and understand, or feel insulted mm. and refuse? Oh, really? Not not just like hell no, I would never. Know. Like it's your sibling. Yeah, or someone what... really really close to you. You know, yeah. Well, Chuck. Well, Chuck's like I'm hitting all these bonuses. But my bonus structure isn't that great. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, what do we know about Wolchuk publicly? Everything, is everything out there? Yeah. Okay. And I got a kid on the way. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I, you know, guys, like, I know it's a bad look, but 50 bucks per person. What would we do? You would pay and attend. Would we understand? I think I think circumstances. I, I, circumstances matter. Now, they're saying that this bridegroom is especially, it's just, uh, they cover like they cover money. Okay, well, then no. Yeah, this just sounds like snobby behavior. Yeah. Like, like okay. hey, this is a, a hot ticket. You got to pay to get a in hot here. ticket. That's hot what ticket. that's a, Whereas, like, if this was an issue with my siblings, I feel like they don't even have to talk about charging. We would know the financial situation, and my siblings would, like, pitch in and help right, pay right. for the wedding. Has there anything. ever been, okay, what would have to be at a wedding that you feel like it was enough of a fire festival type event you could not miss out on. If I told you someone was performing and it was all you can eat lobster Ugh. um well okay um what would I, what else would have to be has there ever been a wedding where you're like this is going to be epic. This is going to be a can't miss event. My uh I've, my, ne- I've never had one. My buddy Chris's wedding in Canada was pretty amazing. He had like three of those ice sculpture shot slides. Okay. Oh, it's fan- like those things are just fantastic and I mean, it doesn't you get, sound you, that great. You give me a good M M&M and M bar, 
Uh, I'm, Not I'm, Sailor's I'm, I'm mashed potato bar. At the I, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't invited. Uh, he figured that he had already stole my job uh, with the Legends. That, uh, that was he, he RJ's couldn't, contribution. He couldn't rub it in. Couldn't rub. <laughs> I, I couldn't honestly, risk it. Honestly, open bar is a big sell for me. If there's an open bar, I'll if be I'm there. on the fence with going and then they're like, no, it's but open I, bar. It's like, no, nah, but I'm talking about something you consider paying for. Like, no. If I have to right. travel to it, I'm not paying for it. Right. Right. If I had to travel to it. Um, and I have no problem. Like, I would much rather you set, you 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 put on a no, a no show fee there, right? No show if you don't show up to the wedding and you've already you've RSVP'd pay for your to plate it, you or whatever. Pay. I have no problem with that. Uh, that's that's just rude not to show up. But yeah, I mean, I would pay for it for a family member or maybe one of you guys. Not Peyton though. Not Peyton. <laughs> oh, I'll be married in a year. How many will? You probably I'm will. Joking. I'm he, joking. He he will. Stop. He's he's joking. Stop. He will. Who will who will get married? Has Wilchuck set a date? Uh, I don't know. Okay, who will who will get married first? Definitely Zach. Yeah, How definitely. many weddings do we have left here in the building? I don't know. We still got to go to Vegas. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting married this year. We just don't know when. Oh, yeah, you. We don't know when, and we're not going to have a wedding. We're just going to, like, go to the courthouse. Okay. But we'll have a party, I'm sure, at some point. You know, who knows where. But we'll have a party. Is that who knows where because you're not going to tell us where the party is? Yeah. or Like all, no, your, you, like if, all if, your house parties. If we have a party. <laughs> You guys will be there. Or like when you blow through Flower Mound one of the dozens of times and don't say you're around. Final mm. tower <laughs> rankings mm. of the year. One through five, five through one. Next on Sean and Arch. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 